Welcome to Game Pinions episode 19. I'm your host, Calvin, and today we're having a brand new episode of Game Pinions. So in this episode, we're not going to be focusing in on the current. We're not going to be focusing in on news stories. We're going to be focusing in on my top five favorite sports games of all time. Now, I know there's a lot of negative like stigma around sports games. A lot of people, when you tell them that you play like Madden and stuff, they'll be like, well, hey, you can play that outside. You can play Madden outside. It's like, yeah, I understand. We can play football outside, but you know, you don't always have enough people to play football. You're also really busy, and you also can't pretend to run a franchise in real life. It just doesn't work that way. Um, and you can't play with your favorite professional athletes, which is another thing. And you can't play inside a stadium. So there's a whole bunch of different things, different arguments you can make for that. Um, speaking of Madden, I just wanted to kind of throw it out there. I'm, I'm a huge uh, NFL fan. I'm a huge sports fan in general. NFL is probably my, my favorite sport. Um, or if, I mean, football is probably my favorite sport to watch um, just to keep up with because it's a lot easier. Um, I used to live in the New Jersey area. Um, so keeping up with the Philadelphia Eagles, the Phillies, the Flyers, um, even the Sixers, which I'm not really a huge Sixers fan. I'm just not a big basketball fan. I mean, obviously, I, I root for them and I keep up with them on the Internet and all that, but I'm just not an avid watcher of basketball. Um, I'm a big time Philadelphia Eagles fan, though. And living in New Jersey, all the games are on TV all the time. Like, you can't miss it. It's They're just on TV. It's easy to keep up with the Phillies. It's easier to keep up with the Flyers because there's so many baseball games and hockey games throughout the years. I mean, not throughout the years. <laughs> throughout the year, Jesus, um, that it's, you know, it's always on TV and you can keep up with it. Now that I'm out of state, I'm out of New Jersey, I don't have that luxury anymore. So watching every Phillies game is very difficult. Watching every Flyers game is very difficult. And after probably the second year of being in uh, the new location, I kind of was just like, you know what? I'm just not going to really follow that closely anymore. And I'm just going to focus on the Eagles because it's really one game per week. You know, you have an occasional Thursday night game, you have a Monday night game, and it's, it's really easy to keep up with. So football has really kind of taken on that sole responsibility of being, you know, where I get my my sports fix from. Unfortunately, football season feels so short to me, even though it's really not. It just feels extremely short. Um, so I kind of been wanting to to get back into baseball or hockey or something. So uh, during this offseason for the Philadelphia Phillies, they just recently signed Bryce Harper to a $330 million contract for a duration of 13 years. He's like, you know, a big face of baseball. If you guys don't know anything about baseball, he's like one of the faces of baseball up there with Mike Trout um, and like, you know, Manny Machado. Um, so it's really exciting. I'm like super pumped up about it. I've been trying to get back into the Phillies now for a little while, and I think this year is going to be the year to do it. So basically, and I haven't actually went to the Phillies World Series parade in Philadelphia in, 20, in a 2008. So I was back as a freshman in high school. So it's been a long time now. Um, you know, basically 10 years, over 10 years. So um, it is, uh, it's pretty wild to, to think about that. But so basically what's kind of in, encouraging this episode of my top favorite sports games is that I'm extremely excited about MLB The Show 19. Bryce Harper's on the cover of it. I've been kind of following this since I want to say back in November, maybe even October as to what the, the what the Phillies would do this offseason. For a long time, this was considered you know, the, the peak of free agency. This is where there's going to be crazy contracts handed out. There's going to be so many awesome players available. And, you know, this, this was the off season where the Phillies were going to become relevant again. And this, they were talking about this for a couple of years now. 
So there's a lot of anticipation leading up to this this uh, free agency, and the fact that Philly's got Bryce Harper was really awesome. So he's on the cover of the show. I'm really excited about the show because the last time I had a baseball game was on the PlayStation Vita, and I, I loved it. And I wanted to to kind of use that now to to kind of propel ourselves into um, into the sports game arena here. And really, a lot of my love for sports, I feel like, has not only you know helped me get more into gaming, but the love of gaming and playing the games, the sports games, made me actually get more into sports. So it's it's been a really good like marriage there, <laughs> you know, where you have two things kind of feeding off each other, leading to fandoms in both, uh, in both areas. So it's I just think it was really fascinating. So I wanted to kind of get into just some honorable mentions uh, before I get into my actual top five of sports games. So the first one here is going to be MLB The Show uh, 2012 for the PlayStation Vita. So this game was probably my most played Vita game by a lot. And when I got this game, it instantly brought back memories of playing MVP Baseball 2004 on the PlayStation 2. Only I was able to bring this everywhere. So before class, after class, I'd be playing you know, my franchise mode and playing baseball. And, you know, for a handheld, the graphics looked amazing and, and the mechanics were really good. I remember a specific memory. Um, I was playing as, uh, as the Phillies and I had Cliff Lee on the mound and I actually ended up throwing a perfect game. I just remember towards the end of the game, the uh, the other team was trying to bunt. They were trying to like bunt the ball and trying to, to mess me up. And it almost did. I almost didn't get to the ball. I think I beat them by maybe like an inch. <laughs> to get him out at first base, but they were like actually actively trying to mess me up. And Cliff Lee at that point, I mean, his stamina was basically all the way down. I had to be perfect every single time or he was going to either throw the ball away or he was going to, uh, you know, serve up a nice, uh, <laughs> a nice beach ball for them to smack out of the park. Um, so it was really, really nerve wracking. I think once I got to the seventh inning and realized, holy crap, I have a, a, a perfect game going. Uh, that was pretty insane. Um, that was the only time I was a- like ever able to do that, but it was extremely, extremely stressful. Um, there was a certain moment where I had to dive for a ball in the outfield. I didn't think I was going to get it. Somehow he miraculously grabbed it, and uh, he was uh, able to get him out. But, man, it was uh, just absolutely insane <laughs> that that's uh, you know, what was going on. So, I mean, I just, I honestly had an, like, just a blast that entire game, right? I mean, it was just so stressful and so rewarding at the end, looking at the stats and looking at at the perfect line of not giving up any runs, hits, walks, anything. It was amazing. It was so, so, so cool. Um, So, besides that, though, they had, you know, different game modes in that, you know. My favorite, though, I think was definitely just franchise mode. I liked, you know, picking up players. I liked making crazy trades, you know, being active in free agency, um, you know, forcing teams into making trades just to see what I could do and who I could bring in. Um, but it's always fun. It's it's. I don't think you ever really get through an entire franchise mode because of how many games there are. Um, I don't think I ever made it all the way through. Um, but that game just kind of held a special place for me just because of how convenient it was. And, and it was so much fun taking it places and how great the mechanics were. Um, and just, I don't know, there was something really fun about, you know, hitting home runs and getting base hits and stealing bases. And I feel like baseball games are very, very good and very functional, uh, when done right. So, um, 
that game definitely is an honorable mention, very close to hitting in the top five, honestly, just because of how how much I played it. I mean, I just, I really love that game a lot. It was amazing. Um, so this next game, Madden 96 on the Sega Genesis. <laughs> this game was uh, not a great game in terms of gameplay. I mean, there was uh, certain cheat codes where you could get like the all Madden team or something, um, or like an all-star type team, and you'd have like really fast players. So you could just snap the ball, and what what you do is you would essentially make like a like a J. So you'd run all the way back, let the defenders come get you, and then you'd make a loop, and then just run right up the field. They would never tackle you or anything. You were just too fast. Like there was uh, in the newer Maddens, they have like kind of mechanics to block that from happening. Like when you run when you run like diagonal or sideways, you run considerably slower than people in pursuit of you. For whatever reason, this game just uh, there there was none of that. You were running full speed regardless of of what you were doing. I think if you ran like you know completely to the side, I think you slowed down quite a bit. But as soon as you straightened back out, I mean, you were gone. So it was uh, it was really great. This game probably sticks out to me though because of just Madden's commentary. He'd be like, "Oh no, there's a man down," or "That'll clear out the sinuses." You know, so he he'd or be like, you know, he got flattened like a pancake or something like that. Um, there's just there's so many great, uh, different uh, you know, <laughs> different commentary things there. Uh, the crowd noise was funny because it would kind of wait until like after, um, you know, the play was over and they'd have like uh, it would, you could kind of tell like where the sound like uh, where the sound piece kind of ended, and then it started back up again. So it'd be like and then it would stop and it'd be like and then it would stop and then it'd go so it was it was pretty funny uh the music in it was phenomenal i freaking love the music it was like dun 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 actually that might not be it i think i'm thinking of the wrong thing i can't really remember the music i just remember loving it <laughs> it was uh it was really fun though um just uh whenever i i turned on that game i was just super pumped up i remember uh vividly playing the um trying to enact the the Super Bowl of the Patriots and Rams. This is back in 2001, I believe. So it was a long time ago, but I didn't have like I said I didn't have like a, a PlayStation or anything back then. I just I just had my Sega Genesis. So, you know, while the Eagles are having like Donovan McNabb and uh, you know, Brian Westbrook, Deuce Staley, um, you know, all them guys, Brian Dawkins, I'm sitting here playing with Randall Cunningham and Ricky Waters. <laughs> you know, it's like uh it was kind of weird. Um it was just it was a fun game though it really was um mad 98 I didn't put that on the list that one was it's just weird it kind of has similarities to how Madden is like nowadays where it's like you get like almost like a little bit of like a a graphical tweak but it's not necessarily better that's kind of how mad 98 was it was like a more realistic version of 96 but it felt a little bit different in a way. They all seemed extremely lucky. Like if you completed a pass, it seemed like it was luck. I feel like there was really only one catch animation, and uh, it you know I think like if you you could easily throw it over somebody's head, but the uh, the whole like catching and stuff like that, I feel like it was very difficult to actually play the game as it was intended, just because I, I just feel like it was really all luck based. Very strange. Uh, the next game, Madden 2000. This game had the most hype introduction of any sports game or of any game I've ever seen. As soon as you turn it on, it's just like, man, get out my way and watch out as I come through. And it's just, it just like goes crazy when you turn it on. 
And that game was amazing. There was like some kind of weird function where you could like uh, line up on like the one side of the ball, like on defense or something. You could charge your player and he'd turn like blue. I remember I had a really crappy computer that I tried to re-download this game on like later on. And all the players were just like invisible and all you could see was the ball. So it was really hard to play it that way. But I mean, there was like, I'm pretty sure you could do like flips over players in this game. There was like some weird moves when you charged up. It was like beast mode or something. I don't think it was called that during the time. But yeah, it was it was wild. That was kind of the first Madden game that I played that was modern. And that game kind of kind of blew me away when I was playing it. I'm like, this is pretty freaking amazing. And I played that for a long time. Like that was probably one of my favorite games. Um, ironically, the Eagles current coach, Doug Peterson was the starting quarterback in that game. So that was where I first learned of Doug Peterson, um, who, who would have thought that they would have won the Super Bowl years later. Um, really cool, really awesome stuff. That was also the first time I was really able to play as Donovan McNabb. I believe McNabb was actually in the 1998 version too, but I think he was also behind Doug Peterson in that game too. It It would make sense, you know, because that's how it was originally. But um, yeah, so it was it was really uh, really neat. Um, this next game is going to be NCAA 2007. This game was my first introduction to the NCAA franchise and really college football in general. Um, I still don't really know a lot about college football. I just remember I played the campus legend mode in this game, and it was freaking phenomenal. There was actually a thing with these games where you could go through your college career in this game buy the new Madden, and then trans transfer your player into the Madden draft. So that was really cool. I didn't have Madden, though, so I wasn't able to do that. But that mechanic is really, really cool. I'd honestly love to see a merge between NCAA and NFL games eventually because I think that would be freaking awesome. You could kind of play through your whole career. Uh, you know, I feel like they don't really have something like that anymore. I feel like franchise modes and, like, um, career modes are all kind of like watered down now, which kind of sucks because that was like one of the most interesting parts of these sports games. This this game mode was freaking awesome, though. I, I really love this game mode. There was, um, you know, there's a crowd noise and all that other good stuff. I mean, there was just there was so much. I mean, the, the playbooks are just drastically different in NCAA than they are in Madden. And that is just that is really just interesting. Just the stuff that you could do, the stuff that you could kind of come up with. I feel like with college football, I feel like the playbooks like have it's almost like subdivisions. So you have like your your base like, you know, 4-3 and all that, but then there's like other weird styles that I just had no idea what it was. I feel like if I went back today, I'd have so much fun just trying to figure out because I've really gotten into like plays and stuff like that and um things that you know, really appeal to me are finding new like defensive schemes that can kind of match up with different types of plays and different offensive plays that can kind of match up against, you know, what the personnel on the field is. So I've been really getting into that recently. Um, and that's just, that's like a lot of fun. Um, so this game was really, really neat. I do have a tweet here that I wanted to read out and let me see if I can actually find it because I was like completely going crazy. Um, this is from at I Rock the Mic, 2007 was my favorite NCAA game. Crowd noise was legit. Spring game in the offseason. As they evolved, they spent too much time on the recruiting aspect. So, 
Yeah, the crowd noise in that game was absolutely crazy. If you were playing at home and you could pump your crowd up, you could cause them to have false starts. Sometimes they just wouldn't snap the ball. It was really, really cool. Like, that was one of the the most awesomest uh, features that they added into the game, and I kind of wish they would have kept it. They don't really have that in, like, Madden or anything, but the crowd noise would get super loud. I remember I was uh, playing, I was quarterback on the Troy Trojans, and I went to, um, I think it was the Longhorn Stadium, and that stadium was so loud that I just was, like, losing the game. Like, every time I went back, I was getting sacked because just the competition level from Texas to Troy was not even comparable. Like they just completely annihilated my line and I just felt super intimidated when I was playing. I feel like in Madden you never really feel that way. Like you never feel like the you know the effects of the crowd, but in in this game though, it was like, "Oh my god, you have to hurry up and start the game off quick. You know, run the ball, do something, have some option plays and and really get the game started on the right foot. Otherwise, they're just going to swallow you up." Like, seriously, they're just going to swallow you up and you're not going to do good. Um, But it was just, I don't know, it kind of introduced a new mechanic and a new style of playing. Like, you had to kind of, in a way, think about your plays before you went into the game. Like, if they're going to do this, I'm going to do that. And I just love that that strategy aspect of, of, you know, NCAA um, 2007 because I feel like I had to, I feel like I had to go into, into the away games with a plan. You know, if they start getting after my quarterback, you know, I need to start dialing up some screens or something to kind of get the pressure off me and kind of keep them honest. But, man, it was such a fun game. And there was different, um, I think there was like tests and stuff that you had to take to kind of keep yourself, you know, focused in on on what was going on. Um, There was just, there was a lot of really cool aspects of that uh, campus legend mode. I really, really love that a lot. So, um, we're going to move on to this next game. But, yeah, NCAA, I wish they'd bring it back. But bring it back as a part of Madden because that would be so cool. Be so cool. Um, this next game, of course, I have to include this. If I was, and honestly, if I was trying to not go for a more traditional style of sports game, this game would honestly be at the top of the list. And that game is, of course, Rocket League. Rocket League is one of my favorite games of all time. I can honestly say that it's it's really just, you know, captivated me for however long it's been out now. I can't even remember. I've been like playing Rocket League religiously for man, for since its release, really. So I've I've really loved Rocket League and honestly if I was trying to go for a more non-traditional style of list, there's not many games that would have beat this in terms of, uh, you know, how much I enjoy Rocket League. It's just such a great game to play with friends. It is just the ultimate, you know, sit down after work, unwind, play some Rocket League, and go to bed. It's just the ultimate, like, unwinding game where you don't have to dedicate a lot to it, and you can get the maximum amount of enjoyment out of it. It's so much fun. I love that game so much. Another untraditional Strikers, Super Strikers, Mario Super Strikers Charged on the Wii. I never played the GameCube version, but the Wii version was so much fun. That game would get so intense, and I just remember playing that over a friend's house. We'd have tournaments. Uh, You could be really cheap with Toad. You could flip over the goalie and score every time. Um, There were certain aspects of the game I wasn't a huge fan of, like the whole supercharged goals were kind of BS. You know, if if you hit one of those, then it's pretty much over. 
sometimes the Wii remote wouldn't respond, so then you're trying to catch the ball, and it just, you know, <laughs> it just didn't work. Um, that was one thing that I didn't like about the game, and I wish you could disable it. I don't think there was a way, though, you could. Um, so that was a little bit disappointing. But just the abilities, the items, you know, the passing aspects, um, you know, the different characters you could select and their different strengths. They all had their strengths, weaknesses. You know, the more mobile people didn't really have great shots. But it was just, um, it was just so much fun. I mean, the hitting aspect, if you hit people, there's kind of like a karma system involved. So the more people you hit, the more um, items that the other team gets. So there was just there was a lot of balance there, I think, and and it was it was just such a, a fun game. And once again, if it was more of an untraditional list, this one probably would have been higher up on the list. Like this one would have probably made the top five. Um, but it's uh yeah Mario Strikers. They need to make a Switch version. They honestly really do because it is such a great game. All right, so now we're getting into the actual list here. We we kind of coded over. Some of these, you know, other sports games that I really enjoyed. But now we're getting into the actual list. So this next game is Madden 17. This is number five. Madden 17. Obviously, I could have picked any Madden. Madden 17, though, I really enjoyed because me and my friend, we went through, I think, like five seasons or something like that in our franchise modes. So we had our own players drafted. Um, I remember I went through this phase where I had any player that was over 30, I traded them for draft picks, and I just had a massive draft. I built this amazing defense. I had a really incredible offense, and it was just so much fun. I mean, we basically turned our favorite teams into our teams uh, by the end of the franchise, and honestly, I wish we would have continued because it was so much fun. Like, it was seriously, I mean, some of our draft picks were starting to get old. You know what I mean? It was so much fun, though, um, just like making trades. And eventually the, the crazy trades that we would make early on in the franchise, eventually we just kind of had to trade them away. I, I made a ton of trades for running backs, and eventually I just uh, I recouped all my draft picks and just built for the future. There was a, a couple years there where I just was rebuilding the team. I'm like, I need to just, <laughs> I just need to, to get rid of all these high-priced players, anyone over 30, and I'm just going to build a team. And eventually, I actually ended up beating my friend who kills me in Madden every single time we play. He'll be on the show at some point. Um, but he uh, he destroys me every time we play Madden, essentially. I'll beat him like here and there sometimes. But by the end of that franchise, my defense was so good that I was shutting down his run game. And it was just uh, it was so much fun. It really was. Um, so that's kind of why I put Madden 17 ahead. Um, I actually had a wide receiver, um, Casey Rudolph. I drafted him in the last round and he was just, he was way below where any of the players were. He ended up having superstar development and ended up being on pace to pass Jerry Rice <laughs> for touchdowns. So it was, it was pretty freaking fun. It really was. Um, yeah, I, I honestly can't say enough about how much fun I had during that game. It really, it really ushered in just like you know, the whole, you know, football season and, and really pumped me up for what was what was going on. We both had rookie quarterbacks at that time because Dak Prescott, my friend's favorite team, the Cowboys, he was a rookie. And then Carson Wentz, obviously the Eagles traded away Sam Bradford um, to the Vikings. And then Carson Wentz was starting. So both of us had rookie quarterbacks and we kind of watched them grow in our little Madden franchise. And it was man, it was so much fun. Um, I also had Nick Foles in there, too, and he threw an enormous amount of touchdowns. I think it was he threw 103 or something like that, or 117, or some kind of weird number. Touchdown passes in a single season. 
it was uh, pretty insane. So I kind of predicted a lot of the stuff that happened in real life. <laughs> so it was it was so much fun. We we had a blast playing that game. This next game is another football game, but this is ESPN 2K5, the greatest football game ever. Um, this game had just like a ton of different things in it, right? There's so many people that think this game is great. This game still has a strong following to this day. I think they actually still continuously update the rosters in this game, um, fan rosters, because you can create players in this game. So if you can create a player, you can hypothetically create players based off their Madden stats and then include them in like memory cards and stuff like that. So that always fascinated me. I thought that was really awesome. Um, and I actually have some tweets here. Um, and this is coming from uh, ESPN. On this date, 19 years ago, PlayStation 2 was released and they're showing all these different sports games that were on there. And this one's called Saf underscore Wheezy. He says, ESPN 2K5 is the greatest video game ever made, regardless of console. I think it actually is one of the greatest video games ever made. I think that this game had so much care into it. And just looking at the quality of sports games now, it's uh, it's actually really shocking. That game was just so incredible. A lot of different jersey selections, um, you know, animations. You just saw a lot of unique animations. It had a post-game show. I mean, all the players sounded the same, but it had a post-game show. It had a halftime show. It had a pre-game show. I mean, there was just so much this game offered. It even had fans. You don't usually see, like, fans um, talking or fans, um, you know, in the game. Like, if you go to Madden, they're all just really blurry, um, you know, little blurry people. You know, they're not anything that they focus in on and see what's going on. This game actually would show like fans reactions and stuff. And it was just, it was really, really neat. You know, you just don't expect that out of a game during that time. Um, and this one is from uh, Ramsey said, what? I wish ESPN 2K5 football continued. The one with Tio on the cover. It was so ahead of its time. And I think it was. I mean, there were so many different aspects of this game. You had a crib, which was essentially like a little mansion that you could put, like, a paper football table in there. I think there was, like, a foosball table you could put, air hockey, um, a whole bunch of different things. But you get, like, challenged by, like, Steve-O. You get challenged by, like, Carmen Electra. You know, different various people that you'd have to play against, and they'd have, like, you know, this create a team. And that's something that they also offered. You could create your own team and have, like, a fantasy draft and draft your your players. So, I mean, there was, there was a lot. They also had this, this mode called first-person football where you could play inside the helmet of a player. That was a little bit trippy. I don't know how much I really like that, but I'm surprised that has never been revisited again because I feel like that would be kind of cool. It's, once again, very hard to see, and it's probably something that would be better served in, like, VR or something like that. But I'm surprised that we've never really seen a return or at least, you know, something similar to a first-person football in a mainline football game. Um, there's just a lot of different things that they included, though. Um, you know, the controls are a little bit aged if you go back and play it. Like, having to mash the X button is a little bit weird. You can charge it to do, like, a, a special move that will work. The shoulder charge in that game was freaking ridiculous. <laughs> like, you could break through, like, five straight tackles using the shoulder charge. Um... I don't know. It was it was fun though. I think that the uh, the throwing was a little bit off too because I think you had to click a button twice or something to throw it. 
So it was a little bit weird, a little bit, um, you know, different than what we're used to now. But it was still, it was still a lot of fun though. And the franchise mode was really good. You know, there'd be like, you know, players unhappy and players, you know, would get upset and they'd send you notes and stuff like, why, why, why aren't you starting me? You know, I want to be traded. I mean, there's just so many different things that Madden doesn't have nowadays. Like they just don't really, you know, consider all that stuff. So I feel like 2K5 was indeed ahead of its time. Um, you also had, you know, Chris Berman, you know, giving the halftime show. And it's just, it was so, so freaking cool. Um, so that game, uh, that game is just kind of on a different level to me than any other football game. And while I think the newer Madden games are probably better than that now, just for how great that game was at the time, I just I will always consider it the best football game of all time and one of the best sports games of all time and like honestly that might be the best sports game of all time, um, but it's number four on my list. But um yeah I mean me and my brother used to play that game we created people from our high school, um I guess he was in high school during that time, um maybe not man we played that game for we played that game for years that wasn't just like a two thousand and five game we played that game for years. And that was also the year the Eagles went to the Super Bowl. They had Terrell Owens. Um, it was just, man, that was that was a really, really awesome classic game. And, uh, man, I honestly can't say enough about it. It was phenomenal. It was so freaking good. This next game, MVP Baseball 2004. This game was freaking awesome. I just played the crap out of this game. There was different, um, like, modes and stuff. There was a home run derby, which was a lot of fun. I remember playing that with my dad quite a bit. Um, and my brother, you know, we would pick like the two best hitters, like, you know, Alex Rodriguez, I think had the best swing in that game, but you know, you had Alex Rodriguez, you had Albert Pujols. Um, both of them were, were popular choices, but I think, uh, Alex Rodriguez actually had the better overall power stat in that game, if I'm remembering correctly. So it'd usually be two Alex Rodriguez's against each other in the home run derbies, but it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, the franchise mode, it was really good. You could, you know, make trades and all that. You could set it to force the other team to make trades, which is what I did because it was really hard. Baseball salary cap to me, I don't understand it. Um, it was, like, really confusing. I feel like the NFL salary cap was a lot easier to understand, but I was also a lot younger back then. So it's like, uh, I don't really know. So signing players to, like, contracts and stuff, I kind of just let the system do it because I just honestly didn't understand it. Um, you could create players in that game, which was a lot of fun, and this game had cheat codes. Uh, there was, like, Eric Kiss, where Eric Kiss, his bat was super thin, so every single time he would hit the ball, or even bunt the ball, his bat would break. He had no other, you know, no other <laughs> qualities besides that. He literally couldn't do anything. Unless he got hit by a pitch, he couldn't really get on base because his bat would just break every single time. There'd be no power behind the swing. It was pretty fun. Um, then you had Jacob Patterson, who I believe had this club. He would carry this huge club bat, and when he'd hit the ball, it would go absolutely flying into the stands. Like, you would get, like, over a 1,000 feet with that guy's bat. You could probably, honestly, almost bunt a home run. I remember there was this one play I had with him where I popped the ball up. Like, it just, like, I guess, like, I, I swung too early or something, and it just popped the ball up you know, and into, uh, like left field 
and it was in the air so long that everyone on the field ran over to back up the next guy uh, trying to catch the ball. So by the time the ball fell, it, it wasn't even caught. It just hit the ground. There was nobody left on the bases. So I was able to just run right in all my players <laughs> to home, home plate because all the players were just waiting in the outfield, waiting for the ball to come down. Then there was another there was another um, player you could do. I think it was Jacob Peterson, and he'd have this uh, this big helmet, and he would just have this this giant helmet over his head. It was just it was funny just watching all the different players. Um, at one point in my franchise mode, I think I ended up just making a whole bunch of Jacob Petersons, or maybe it was no, it was Jacob Patterson. I made a whole bunch of Jacob Pattersons. So every every time I'd I'd hit, it would just be like a home run or a ground rule double. Sometimes you hit the ball, it bounce off the ground and just shoot all the way out to the outfield into the into the stands. That was uh that was so much fun. Like that game was was really, really good. The uh soundtrack in that game was phenomenal. Um Yeah, I mean that game it had even had like heroes and uh legends, I think. That was really cool. Um, you could play it like the polo grounds and all that, you know, where it has like really shallow, like right and left field. But if you're trying to hit, hit it down the center, it's very difficult to get a home run there. Just like all kinds of crazy, awesome parks you could play at really fun though. Love that game. Um, definitely one of my favorite games, uh, of all time. Um, really fun. This next game, uh, and actually going back to, to MVP baseball, 2004, um, that game also really, it really kind of, uh, you know, I can attribute a lot of my baseball love to that game just because how good it was. You know, it really was amazing. Um, I also wanted to kind of uh, bring in a tweet here. Uh, Jesse Burl, and this is at Jesse Burl 17. MVP Baseball 2004 is really the only answer. Great soundtrack, too, and that is in response to Fox Sports MLB. What is the best baseball video game of all time? And I, I honestly agree. I think MVP Baseball definitely is one of the best games of all time. I think it's incredible. Oh, and before I forget, I think that it was awesome that they actually had a farm system in this game. So you had, like, each MLB team has a uh, AAA and a AA team, and maybe single A. I can't, I can't confirm that, but it was awesome they actually had that because during that time in 2004, there was a Phillies player that I really liked, Chase Utley, who wasn't in the game, and I was kind of bummed out about that. However, he was actually on their, I believe, AAA team, so I was able to bring him up, and he could be a member of the Phillies. It was super awesome to see that, and you could actually kind of grow your own farm system, and you could play as those teams too, which I thought was really cool because I went to a Trenton Thunder game, which is the Yankees AA team or AAA team, um, and I actually went to them in real life and I was able to play at their stadium in the game. I thought that was like really, really neat. So that was an awesome inclusion. And you just, I don't think you see that in, in the MLB, the show. So it's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit upsetting because EA is now out of that. And obviously ESPN, uh, 2k, they're obviously out of football games because just the rights were acquired. But it was, man, it's it's just it's disappointing because now all you have is the show. And if you don't have a PlayStation 4, there's not really a, a viable baseball option out there. I mean, you have that RBI game, but that looks more arcadey than anything. 
I mean, there used to be like a a few different arcade style games. I think you had the Bigs on the Wii. That was a thing. But really, the show is just kind of monopolized the whole MLB stratosphere. <laughs> so it's it's uh it, it kind of sucks in that way. But um, I I definitely wanted to include that though. I think that's awesome that you had like a, a farm system that you could kind of grow and and you know put players on there and take them off and bring them up. Um, it was really cool. You'd kind of send like struggling players to like you know out on assignments to like you know double A or or triple A. I thought it was really cool. Uh, this next game is uh, I don't know. Some people might argue that it's not a sports game, which I think is just completely false because I think that it's honestly one of my favorite games of all time. And this is NASCAR 2005 Chase for the Cup. This game was absolutely amazing and it's it actually starts off i think you're racing against um wanna, i want i don't want to ruin this i think it was you're racing against um ryan newman to start the game um or kevin harvick I, for some reason I, I thought it was ryan newman kevin harvick is on the cover obviously but i think that you start off racing ryan newman and you guys are both in i think like dodge vipers and you guys just kind of race and that kind of kicks off the game and they kind of contact you about joining a feather light modified series car if you beat them and that is like I guess the lowest form of NASCAR I think nowadays there's probably like even a lower form because NASCAR I think has acquired more and more uh, different racing series you have like the ARCA series um, you know a whole bunch of different series but essentially, this game allows you to start off in a feather light modified series car, a lot of dirt tracks, uh, road courses, you know, all kinds of different uh, tracks that you get to go on with those. Extremely fun. Um, and basically, you kind of start off, and your goal is to, to win the season. You know, you want to win the championship. That might give you an opportunity to maybe get a better sponsorship or a better team inside that, inside that little series. So at the end of the offseason or even sometimes during – You'll get a call to, you know, make an appearance and make like a, a a test run of a car for like a company. So you'll have like a a driver like contact you and be like, hey, you know, I'd like you to be a part of my Featherlight Modified Series car. So you're gonna go and you're gonna run a few laps in it. If you do good, they'll contact you and you'll get an op opportunity to sign a contract. I think most of the contracts are just one year deals. And then they might offer you an extension at some point if you're doing well. If, I, if I'm if i remembering this correctly. Um, so I think there's this one time I started off with like the normal, you have like a red modified series car. And then I got a contract offer after taking a, a test run. I think it was in a, a Hugger Orange car. So it was like Hugger's Oranges. Uh, the team sponsorship, I think, would pay me more money. I think that's how it worked. So I went ahead and signed with them for the next year. And then after that, um, usually I think in like the second year, even sometimes in the first year, you get an opportunity to sign with a uh, Craftsman Truck Series. So you have like a, a Craftsman Truck Series. I think it, it might have been Camping World Series at that point. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was still Craftsman. But so you get an offer to drive those cars and you get an offer from, sometimes you get an offer from like an actual driver you know. So you might be driving your modified series car and then you have a message on your phone from Bobby Hamilton who drives the number four, uh, you know, the number four truck. And you're like, wow, that's awesome. I know that guy. 
and then you get to go and you get to uh you know try out his car and if you can land those kinds of teams that's when you start making a lot of money um a lot of times though you'll just get like a random car like drive the 100 number 126 uh you know food lion thing or something <laughs> i don't even know uh but uh it's uh it's really interesting though. So you get like different contract offers. The better you do and the further along in your career, the better you get. Now there's also a, a situation where, you know, you'll you'll kind of make your way up the the chain. So you get like a Bush Series contract and then eventually you'll get a Nextel Cup contract offered to you if you if you rise up in the ranks. It's very difficult because I feel like when you sign a deal with the Cup car, and you don't start winning right away because a lot of times you'll sign a contract in midseason. So there's no chance of you winning the championship. At least there probably isn't. I think I did come back like midway through the season and end up winning because I won like every race. But depending on what difficulty you have and what your settings are, it's it's actually not always that easy. Um, the restrictor plate tracks in that game for whatever reason. If you you I mean you need to set your car up, you'll you'll be you'll be kind of in trouble. And that that in that particular track, you have to make some serious adjustments for your car to even have a chance. Cause you'll start, you know, if you don't start like up at the front, you'll just keep falling back and you, um, or you'll, if yeah, you'll just keep falling further and further behind the field because you just can't catch the draft. You're just not fast enough to do it. But yeah, like, so you'll, you'll pick up like all these different kinds of things. Like I think I got called by like, you know, Tony Stewart to take over driving his number 20 car. Um, it was, it was really, really fun though. I mean, it was just, you could dedicate a lot of time to it. You can actually see like career progression. You know, you get like, um, you know, your like trophy case and all that stuff. It's, it's just super awesome. Then after you, you get to your, your, you know, the grand stage, you can start acquiring your own teams and acquiring your own sponsorships. So you can kind of sign deals with, with sponsorships, create your own Featherlight modified series car. You can hire a driver to do that and you'll get paid for their winnings um, you can select which driver you'd like to hire for your position. You can basically get rid of them and hire a different driver. And you can actually end up to the point where you don't even drive at all anymore. You're just, you have all your teams and you're the owner. So you can basically go from, you know, a NASCAR hopeful, just trying to, to make it in, in any series, to a champion, to moving on to the next rank, to becoming a champion in that, moving on to the next rank, becoming a champion in that, finally getting your opportunity. Then you can buy your own teams, race your own cars, and then you can just outsource all the races to drivers that you hire and just become an owner. It is like it is the coolest thing, and you can win a championship as an owner. The whole thing is just there's so much depth to it that it hasn't really come close since. I mean, I'm sure that the other NASCAR games directly after that, that when EA was like under them, I'm sure they were really good too. But this one, it was just, there was so much depth to it, and it really felt like you were progressing. Like, it was just, it was so cool. It was really cool. And I just, I was a big NASCAR fan during that time. And once again, this is one of those games I played for years. Like, I just played it nonstop. There were so many different paint schemes in this game. There were so many different paint schemes. And to, to also attach you to your career, like, you, you got raced the way you raced the other cars. If you were wrecking cars, they actually had a meter that would turn red or green, depending. If you wanted to have it green, you would share draft them. You could also intimidate them, which would make them get loose, or you could just crash into them, which would also uh, make them turn red. 
it was really cool. So my guy was always kind of like bouncing between villain and hero. My first playthrough um, as a as a player, I was a, a villain, just straight up. And that's okay, but it also kind of makes it a little bit more difficult to win because cars will block you and cars will also slam into you. They will just completely take you out if you try to pass them. Like no questions to ask. They're just going to bump. They will slam the crap out of you and it is hilarious. So I love that mechanic. I love that you have like, you know, people are going to, you know, actually, you know, approach you after the race. Like there's actually confrontations after the race and, you know, you actually have to kind of smooth it over. I think with like your agent and stuff, it is, it is just so freaking awesome. It really is. So there was just, there was so much to deal with that game. And I just wish that they had something like that today, but they just don't like these new NASCAR games. They're not good. Like these NASCAR heat games, completely not good. And it's just a shame because I guess that these games just kind of, they kind of lost their audience over the years. But I mean that NASCAR chase for the cup 2005, man, it was, it was so good. I, I always will look fondly back on that game. And it was just, man, it was, it was like, it was a dream playing that game. It really was like, I don't think there'll ever be another NASCAR game like that. And I'm kind of out of NASCAR now, but I feel like I could still pick that game up and just have an absolute blast with that game. It was, uh, it was seriously a special game. Um, we're going to move on to our final game. What could possibly top NASCAR 2005 chase for the cup? I'll tell you what. NHL 96 on the Sega Genesis. That's right. I'm going there. This game was basically the probably the, like this game. It, this transcends the, the top sports game list. This game would fall probably in my top five games of all time. I love this game. My grandfather gave me and my brother this game. He just, you know, said we could keep it and we brought it home. And man, we just played this game nonstop. But I played it nonstop long after my brother stopped playing. And into, I'd say into the early 2000s and maybe even beyond that, I was continuously playing this game. I just loved it. I was big on hockey back then. I would go outside with rollerblades and a hockey stick and I'd shoot, I'd shoot like hockey balls at my garage, which I'm sure my dad absolutely loved. Um, you know, I would do, I, I eventually changed to tennis balls cause they're a lot softer and they didn't really dent the garage like hockey balls do. Um, but I, I was huge on hockey and NHL 96 is just a game that I could play for hours and hours and hours. And I did, but hours and hours, not get tired of it. I'm still to this day, I could pick up this game and just have a blast with it. And it'd probably be even more fun now because uh, I got to the point in NHL 96 where I put so many hours into that game that I could score whenever I wanted to. I'd have to keep the the periods just five minutes because if not, I would rack up the score to like over 100. It was crazy. I just, I picked up a pattern on how to score and it worked every time. So after that, it kind of lost its magic a little bit. But I mean, there's a, there's like a season mode, which um, it's not really a franchise mode, I don't think. I think it's more of like a playoff bracket. I could be wrong. There actually could be a franchise mode. I'm not sure. That would be extremely ambitious, but there was like a playoff bracket mode, which I just love to do. I would do that over and over again. Um, you know, that was, there's just some iconic players in there for like the Flyers. You had Eric Lindros, you had Ron Hextall, uh, Rob Brindamore. There was a whole bunch, uh, Eric Desjardins. I mean, there were so many awesome players in this game that it was just, uh, man, it, it was a blast to play it. Um, this game, 
was basically like my go-to game when I'd ever, ever I'd come home from school. Like this is the game I'd fire up. This is the game I would play just because of how amazing this game would be. And, um, you know, I, I just, I honestly can't get enough of the game. I really can't. And it's, to me, it's, it's just always going to be timeless. Like I'd have friends over and we'd be playing NHL 96 and, you know, they have like, you know, Nintendo 64s or, you know, it would go into a time when they had like, uh, you know, PlayStation 2s and I'm still playing this game and it's like we're, we're playing throwback whenever they would come over the house. But I mean, this game had, had a lot going for it. It was hard to score when you first get the game until you learn how to do it. Um, you had the fighting mechanic, you had penalties, you could pass, you could shoot. Passing was really important when you don't really know what to do just because you can open up some areas in the goal, makes shooting a little bit easier. You could check. I mean, there was just, man, there was just so much. There was so much to enjoy with it. And, uh, man, the music in this game, oh, my God. That, I guess, uh, I guess it would be considered like 16-bit uh, music of... Uh, what's it called the uh the whaler song the heart uh what was it the hartford hartford whalers i'm pretty sure it's a hartford whalers which don't exist anymore but that amazing absolutely amazing and then, of course, you know, you had like the it was just incredible. I love that music. I want every hockey game to have that kind of music. It just fits hockey so well. And I and the Hartford Whalers need to come back. Like, obviously, the Flyers are my team, but Hartford Whalers need to come back because that song is the most iconic song in hockey. I don't care what anybody says. That is the best. That is the best song, and they need to come back. I'd be completely for that. Man, that 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 game just brings back memories. I mean, everything about it, like the face-offs, just like spamming the the B button to like try to get the puck, even though it doesn't do anything. Um, you know, the the whistles, all that stuff. I actually have a tweet, and I actually missed a few tweets from the NASCAR, so I'm gonna go read those after uh, after I'm done talking about this. Um, this one, I I'm gonna retweet it. It's from Gaming Memories, and it says picking a fight on NHL '96, and you get to kind of hear like the the whistle effect. It's like a really strange whistle sound, but it's so, every time I hear it, it just takes me back to NHL 96. And you can see the fight, and I'm going to retweet that, so in case you guys are, are curious about it, I'm sure you guys have seen this game before, but it was just, it was awesome. You could actually, you know, check people after the play, uh, you know, it, it's, there's just so much, there's so much to love about this game, and you know, I love the, the different penalties and how many penalties you get, and it, it's just, man... Like even you could even hurt players in this game too, um, like you would just be able to tell. I think their helmet would fly off and they would just lay on the ground and just kind of like wiggle a little bit. Phenomenal game, just absolutely phenomenal game. That game definitely helped me love hockey, and it just I kind of got it right when I was super getting into the Flyers. So I I would play this game up until man, the last I think the last release game with uh, NHL '96. Um, the the Carolina Hurricanes, whoever's on the cover there, um, that was when I kind of had like my last NHL game. But man, this game was so good. I, I love this game. I could talk about this game all day just because 
you know, the, like, the, and there was no, like, real details, you know, it's just, like, colors and stuff like that, but it just, it was just great. It was great maneuvering through the ice. If you had a really fast person just kind of cutting through everything, just kind of bumping through, there is just so, so much perfectness with this game. I will always love this game. It'll always be, like I said, probably in, like, my top five games of all time. Um, so definitely check out uh, that post. It's uh, at Green Screen Days. That that was the one that that shared it. I'm gonna retweet it. Um, it was just uh, it was so good. It really was. Um, I wanted to also now go back and read some of these NASCAR tweets. Uh, this is from uh, Brandon at Scout five two three one. NASCAR 2005 Chase for the Cup was the last great NASCAR video game. All the rest since have been either downright terrible or very generic. That's true. I completely agree. Um, and uh, I think that was actually the only NASCAR one I had. Pretty crazy. Um, and I also want to kind of go back and read uh, some of these. Uh, somebody said ESPN 2K5, greater than Madden 04. Don't at me. That was from uh, Maddie, Maddie Waltz. Or no, Maddie Watts. Maddie underscore Watts. Um, he said that. I just want to make sure I cover all these because I selected a lot of these. I just didn't even, I just, you know, I got into this podcast so much. I just kind of forgot to, to read these over. Um, I didn't miss a lot though, but I just wanted to make sure that I got them in, man. This is, this is a fun topic though. You know, I, I definitely want to have this topic again, um, with, uh, you know, the friend I play Madden with, uh, Dakota, you guys will definitely see stuff from him because I definitely just have to have him on the show. It's like I can't talk about sports games without having him around at some point. Uh, but on the flip side, we definitely want to have an episode where we talk about the worst sports games because there is a lot of them. Um, yeah, there's just uh, man, there's there's a lot of things I missed. Like uh, in NCAA, from you know the honorable mentions, I I missed talking about the uh, the mascot game. Like how can I miss a whole bunch of uh, Otto the orange is running around. <laughs> it's just, I mean, there's just so much. There's so much to talk about that there's no there's no possible way that I could have really um, went into these games, you know, and got everything. But definitely, definitely love all these sports games. And I'm super excited about the show, 19, when it comes out. I think sports games are kind of like my guilty pleasure. I feel like there's like a lot of different games that, that come out that – Maybe not, they don't fall in line with, I guess, the average gamer's uh, likes or dislikes, but this game just really falls in line with me, and I absolutely adore it. I think it's, I think it's a really good genre where it's just, it's one of those things where you can kind of come home and you don't have to put in a lot of time. Obviously, if you're going to do like a franchise and stuff and you're going to get really into it, like with connected franchise and, and all that, obviously that's a, a different story. You have to kind of put in a lot of time. But man, I'm just uh, I'm I'm super excited for that game though, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Game Opinions. I'm gonna have more episodes similar to this. Um, I'm just I'm not really used to talking about things like this in list format, so <laughs> I, I think that uh, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. So I hope you guys enjoyed episode 19 of Game Opinions. Episode 20 is coming up next. <laughs> Stay tuned.